Hello, my name is Hentayumi. I am a cyborg. Welcome to the Gizverse podcast. The show dedicated to the King Wizard and the Lizard Wizard universe. Yo, man, hot take. I honestly think that album is the best album that they've come out with. We need more cookie. A multi-dimensional universe with an invisible face. Welcome to an altered future, brother. Once created by a band, is now sustained by its fans. Uh-oh. <laughs> I hear the road train a-coming, baby. It's a-coming. Open the door to your mind, cause here are your hosts. Tommy O'Neill and France in trunk. <laughs> what up, man? Hey, buddy, how you doing, dude? I, I don't know. I can't tell. Who is that? Who is that guy over there? I can't it's... tell. I haven't seen him in so long. Hey, hey. it's me. It's Treasy B, uh, Big Treasy. You see, you see me in the forest. You see the lovely oh, background I, behind me, buddy. <laughs> uh, I can't tell with uh, your your notes uh, flying all over the place. Oh, what? Impressed me already because this is the first time I've ever seen you with notes on anything ever. Um, ever seen? Listen, don't ever question this brain, buddy. Okay, the notes are here, buddy. Your English teacher. That's what you would tell your English teachers that they give you seven months to do a fucking report. They keep giving you extensions, <laughs> extensions. Then you would show up with nothing. You're like, I got it in here, man. It's in here, bro. <laughs> And you give some weird well, speech that like, all right, man, D plus. Here you go. I guess you pass. <laughs> you just described my high school experience with the team, man. That was, was kind of spooky. That kind of spooked me out a little bit, dude. Yeah. Uh, you're, <laughs> Nailed you, it, buddy. You're in the forest, so uh, bear with us on the audio and the cutouts, guys. We'll, uh, um, there might be a, a slight delay. Um, unusual. Perhaps. So uh, we'll, see, uh, we'll see how it goes down this journey of um, – of today's album breakdown. We're in an altered future, guys. What do you want me to do? You know what I mean? What the hell you want me to do? I guess All it's right? altered. You know what I mean? Is it altered or is it exactly how it should be? Ooh, do, 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 my man. I mean? Yeah. I love when people just say the opposite of what the other person said and then try to make it sound deep. They're like, is it deep or is it not deep? Oh, it's my like the God. easiest trick in the book. And no matter how you do it, you can always make it sound like it's some kind of well thought out universal rule for everybody to, to take in, you know? So is it well thought out and universal? You know what mm, I mean? Is it? Mm. Or is the universe thought well out and oh not? God damn, Bro, dude. Write that you down. Write it, that. Brother. Down. I got the notes, write it, dude. The notes. The write notes. it down. <laughs> so you took a lot of notes, man. Uh, I took uh, some notes, buddy. Are you are you excited to do today's <sighs> podcast? I guess I should finish the question. Just excited in general. <laughs> are you excited, excited to, to talk about King Gizzard's new album, KG? Which I'm 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 assuming it just means King Gizzard. Um, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Assume again, man. Assume again, buddy. Big mistake. Well, the, the first track is KGLW, which probably means King Gizzard Lizard Wizard, right? <laughs> you would, can, you, you perhaps. Can we safely no. just get, say that? So, I mean, KG, unless they really like Kevin Garnett, which is a possibility. I mean, maybe they're huge basketball fans from they really could be. the 2000s and late 90s. Uh, 
but mostly I think it's it's probably King Gizzard, right? Most likely, or yeah, yeah, yeah. We can assume, but see, you never want to assume a King Gizzard. R- rule number four twenty seven. Unless assume. I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, and there's information out there already on what it what it's supposed to be, uh, definitely let your well, boy you know. know. Well, you know, the world's assuming that the, their next album will be LW. You know what I mean? So uh, I feel like the artwork's going to go hand in hand. It's it's all like just a piece of like a bigger, always a bigger picture, so to speak. Yeah, that's Before what it feels we- like. Before we get to the next album, let's uh let's let's get to what's exciting about this album. Obviously, they Fine. released it during a dark, dark time in the uh in the history of mankind. That's why I got my yep. uh my my depression outfit, my emo gear on. Oh, I'm looking, whoa. I'm looking sad, you know. Uh, the album was kind of sad, made me feel <laughs> sad. You know, it's probably the least uplifting King Gizzard album of all time for me. Uh, mm. so I, it's it, an interesting vibe. This album had for me personally, um, yeah. just on, just on the first couple listens, you said you listened to it about 80 times. Um, how, how, do, <laughs> how do you feel? About, how do you feel about it? That's an interesting thing too, man. Cause before we, when we do these podcasts, we go in relatively fresh and with this album, for whatever reason, I don't want to, I, I don't, I, uh, I really, and what do you mean? In. What do you mean by fresh? Like we don't listen to the uh singles that much we tr- we give them one or two listens and then that's it we Correct. don't try to uh uh debate the album before it's released we don't try to do that shit or listen no, to exactly. uh, shitty mp3s that get you know leaked or no. anything like that we do our best to just take the album for what it is at the artist release i totally yes that's, that's fair exactly to say? what we do okay it's, it's completely fair to say and also even when the full beautiful release comes out usually usually we don't bump the album 400 times in a row we're just like but you know what i mean because it's with king gizzard to me it's like it's something i want to soak in i don't want to beat to death where i'm just over it in two weeks i want to soak it in man like there's certain albums like i've said this before certain albums i don't listen to that often because i like them so much and they just meet a bunch to me and they're like they satisfy a certain need i have that's that's float along fill your lungs that's head on pill for me. Like that's the stuff I love. It's my favorite and I don't listen to it that much on purpose with this. I particularly listened to it heavy duty because I went in with a mindset of potential critiques. Okay. I went in with that same mindset. and I was like, listen, I'm either going to knock the mindset out of me or I'm going to build it in and be like, yep, that's all the, those are all the critiques I, th- I had. And there they are, you know, Got and it. you feel me? Cool. 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 So let's start with initial critiques. I had, um, I thought this was going to be a bunch of flying microtonal B-sides. Like, the guys have been playing around. They know they got us on a string. They can drop whatever they want. We're going to soak it in. Like, ooh, this is banging. Oh, my God. Awesome. So I was nervous about that. And I still have my my concerns. Some some of these songs absolutely could have been on flying microtonal. Um, yeah, no doubt. So that was problem number one. Another thing is I feel like, they dropped a bunch of singles. I super try not, like you mentioned, super try not to hear the singles, man. Going back to Flying Microtonal, the first one, they dropped Sleep Drifter, Rattlesnake, Nuclear Fusion. By the time the album came out, I knew the album. You know what I mean? The, the songs you didn't know were like Anexia, Open Water, some of the songs that aren't my favorite tracks on that album for being completely real, you know? Besides Melting. That was amazing. So that was another critique where I'm keeping away from all the singles and stuff. Now uh, I've heard I heard Honey a couple times, of course. Uh, I, I don't want to I don't want to interrupt your train of thought. No, here. No, I know no, you're, you're going on something, but I do want to challenge that. 
You said uh, um, it's a critique. Uh, now, is it a critique that they're releasing these singles and trying to get pumped? Um, is it a, a critique that they're, you know, you feel like you had to avoid those things? I, I don't understand. How, how is that a critique? Fair. No, it, no critique towards them. I mean, of course, a band, band drops a new album. They're making new music videos, new singles. Got you. You know what I mean? Got it. Uh, no, no, no critique on that. The critique was only on are we getting some 2017 quality in 2020. That was my critique of like, well, I shouldn't say critique, I guess my um, assumption at first, like, guys, we've been in quarantine for how many months now? Like, are we getting some more Michael? I feel like for a band that's always reinventing the wheel. And innovating them. Always. Reimagining what they can be putting on a new out. This is where I wanted to get it. That's why I wanted to stop and have this discussion real quick. I also also think it's interesting that they released 10 songs, but they had quite a few singles that they released. It's like, damn. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I I, I think that's an interesting time. And the, the songs that they released, like you said, it's like, okay, is this a is this a B-side track to Microtonal? Um, and how much of a critique is this on the band? I don't know, but I personally felt, and I know we previously discussed this, I said this to you initially, is that it it felt like, okay, if you're going to go back and redo some Microtonal stuff, then you're going to explore a whole other dimension that wasn't even on the first album. This just felt like a continuation right. of Flying Banana. And that Correct. maybe is where my my head thought that you were landing on that. Um, is that, is that what yes. you're talking about? And, and then it kind of is. And I mean, you know, granted the, you know, the, the fans want this. I, I want this. It says on, on the, on the cover of flying microtone banana volume one, that wasn't an accident, bro. Like they did, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe in my little head, I was thinking, Oh, well that'll be in 10 years. Well, yeah, we'll get to that in a decade. For some reason that album still feels so fresh and relevant, you know, that I, it, this just feels I don't want to say too soon, but again, for a band that's constantly reinventing the wheel, this just feels like mm, we're okay. We're exploring in, in, the, in the same open water, if you will. And I'm going to throw this critique towards us out. So they put out a hard album. We say, oh, okay, well, where's the soft album? They put out a soft album yeah. and we're like, well, okay, well, what the fuck, man? Where's the, <laughs> yep. what, this isn't different. We've heard this before. So Come it's on, like, reinvent the wheel. At some point, right. You know, it's like <laughs> at some point, we do have to be satisfied with the individual, um, songs that step out of line from the rest so and we can go more into that once we start stepping down the line of the songs but um i i do think it's an interesting conversation to have nonetheless not that we're um because i i don't think we're holding king gizzard up to a standard that anything other than what they've set as a president precedent and I, i yes and unfortunately that's the universe that we've lived in is the content driven universe from them of like what's next what's next what's next and this for the first time ever feels like an album that i man i can't put autobiography autobiographical uh where it's (laughs) it feels like they're writing about themselves more than ever um and it feels more real than ever it doesn't feel fantasy land it feels like they're talking talking about the fucking world and Maybe it's just circumstantial, uh, but even in the um, even in some of the songs, I'm trying to be unspecific because we're gonna already we're gonna talk about right. it a lot. So, uh, 
in some of the songs that step into fantasy, it's clear that he's talking about reality. Um, one of the singers, one of the songwriters, there's a bunch on the album. So that's uh, always fun that they do that as well. Um, any other, any other initial thoughts on, on your part? That's, that's where I was coming in. So I feel pretty, uh, I want to say versed on this album now. And uh, to what you were just saying, I agree. This is, this one feels real. And I think maybe that's why it hits a certain way. Like, uh, King Gizzard, it, when you listen on the surface and you don't listen, you don't really read into the lyrics and stuff, it's always lovely. You watch the videos. I mean, Straws in the Wind, the video is like hilarious, you know? Uh, they're so good at doing, like, this is very funny. Oh, wait, no, it isn't. It's incredibly real also. They're very good at that, and this album depicts that very well. Uh, how many, and this is important uh, just for the, the Gizverse fans I know, um how many different ways and styles did you listen to the music um i'll tell you question that's good i'll tell you after um i'll tell you how i did it after uh, you tell me how you did it show me yours bitch um how did it out brother whip it out man show me your dangle leg let me pick (laughs) let me tickle the pickle dangle um how how many different ways did you choose to listen to it um and also, like, were you doing anything while you were listening to the album? Were you strictly focused oh, on like writing notes and stuff like that? Okay, good deal. First time headphones, the, the good old-fashioned headphones. You get the nice Bluetooth ones, you bump in. Well, always a nice introduction, I feel like. Um, like, as soon as it came out on, I think, yeah, Spotify. Cool. Nice. Just had the crib. Nothing, wasn't doing anything fun, exciting. Next time, same headphones, walk in the park. Very different vibe. It's been really nice here in Florida the last, like, couple weeks. So it's like... It's like 65 degrees. I got a hoodie on, and that's painted a picture already. That was my most enjoyable. Uh, I would say the last time I've done this a few times in the car, my fa- notoriously my favorite place for listening to music, windows down, bumping that shit full blast. Like it hits. It 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 hit. Dif- it hits different in every different ambiance. I think it's a good question you said because, bro, music is so. Um, I I think all the time, and I thought of this during this album, when we waited in line at at Amoeba to get the album signed by uh eric and Stu, when we <laughs> ran home it feels like we ran home like little kids or something to put it on the record player we listened to fishing for fishies in a way i've never heard it again you know what i mean it's like that album could have just it, it almost could have been anything we i mean granted it holds up we love that album we've said it many times well we busted like magical, out you know we busted out your good record player we hooked it up to the speakers out there and just blasted that yes, bitch. yes. So like that that really was the good dude different experience and also hearing it for the first time and being very satisfied like you said super the experience and also me i had a giant relief about me of like okay i'm glad the single wasn't the album i'm really grateful Dude, no, that it's not it, it, it was wasn't a one-dimensional album that and still stands to this day hand in hand with Polygon to me to be their best album. So like those mm. those two to me are the greatest album. Polygon is a deeper thing because of the free aspect of it. I think it was one of the more pure artist things to ever do. Ooh, You'll hear me say it. that on multiple podcasts. But uh, Fishing for Fishies, because of the blues sound of it, it just felt like they Ooh. were taking... They, they embodied a because you always hear it in their style and then for them to fully embrace it in an album like that it was just like fuck man that's whoo what are they smoking over there in Aussie <laughs> town dude that shit is dope <laughs> dope 
Yes. Yeah. So I, I keep that. I keep that experience in mind. Oh, a lot. dude, I, have I told? Uh, I I don't know if I told you this, but like I I drug up the uh, uh, Santa Claus uh, oh, no. video that we saw of. Um, uh, this has nothing to do with anything, unless you, you're familiar with uh, the podcast. But uh, me and Brian were heavily inebriated on a Thanksgiving, and we were watching the Macy's Day Parade as two straight males. My wife was in Florida with her family. Um, so the boys I, ran loose. <laughs> we had just gotten a puppy, so I had to stay back. Oh and me and Brian were chilling, and we were really chilling. And we were watching uh, the Macy's Day Parade, getting ready to walk the dogs out. And <laughs> on we were mute. We were listening on mute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were listening to King Gizzard, of course. And Muddy Waters came on. Muddy Waters. And there's this epic celebration at the end with Santa Claus, like right at the end of the parade. And all the elves are just jumping around. And they're little cute children Fuck. dressed up and shit like that. And they're just all jamming, like harder than hell jamming. And Santa Claus is like this master conductor up there. like, And... I know I realize how inebriated we were and whatnot, but like he was mouthing the words, the broadcasters were like, Yay! <laughs> it was one of the most transcendent moments of my life. Anyways, it's uh, crazy. I found the video, put it with the music and I am going to release it with uh, um, <gasps> please. Uh, it is. It's it's. Not it wasn't us. It wasn't just because really? we were in it had no, it little Whoa. to do with it. I put it on multiple time signatures and it's like it fits <laughs> everywhere with that song. It like what? it oh, is a beautiful no. moment with him just like he's so happy about it and the elder. <laughs> yeah. I can't explain it. It's it's the most funny thing ever. King Dude. is your music with uh, just videos. It's just you could do that for hours if you're bored. Just like mute shit <laughs> and put King Gizzard over it. And it's it's very comical and it matches like as That's you can insane, imagine, dude. fight scenes with certain things. Yeah, dude, it's hilarious. I'll, I'll send it <laughs> to you. Please bless us for but... that. Please bless us for that for, for this holiday season, dude. Like, yeah, I'll put it out there for, for for the 32 uh, views it's going to get for me and you to watch. Excellent. This shit pisses me <laughs> off. Every time I put that shit out there, it gets shoved under people going, I just joined this group. What's your favorite album? Question, Mac. Like, oh, God damn. That's that's. That's what my video I spent hours on gets shoved down all the way to the fucking bottom for it. Cool. Money waters. Anyways, man, let's get into it. Uh, hey, KG let's jump in, let's jump in. album breakdown down down down. Uh, KGLW King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. I'm assuming I'm that first track is gonna have a continuation on the second album which would probably make sense uh either it's gonna be at the end of that album or at the beginning of the album just to give a quick shout out but they are gonna tie together i think it's a cool sounding little track obviously they're instrumentals they always spend time on this is microtonal so it's Love got a that. cool vibe to it yeah yeah yeah. very billabong valley vibe to it i kind of got that uh a, a, a little bit oh, of yeah, sense okay. so i feel like they could easily vibe this uh that was on my note i feel like they could easily vibe this with um uh uh billabong or a bunch of stuff from microtonal they could fly this shit could go in and out and i yes don't don't be surprised if the next time you see them live they're gonna be matching that shit up left oh, and right dude bro. left yes, and right i couldn't agree with you more on that uh i don't know if you saw the instagram story i put on the gizvers podcast page uh i matched up a couple songs like um 
what was it? It was, uh, man, I, I did a few of them and people were like, bro, it's all connected. I'm like, mm, 100% yes. But I think some of it's just like, I just mashed up songs that end kind of quietly and then start quietly and they go perfect. Yeah. Like this with a like, greenhouse heat death from, um, you know, from, I don't know. Like they're so, uh, I did open water also. Billabong Valley would be a good one. I want to try that next. But yes, I agree. I think live, they're absolutely going to be mixing all this stuff together. It's going to be very cool. And not to discredit King Gizzard uh, by them sounding similar. In my opinion, I think just with that style, there's a there's a boundary unless you start getting real fucking weird with it. I mean, I, I there's a limit to what you're going to be able to do. That's it's going to sound repetitious at a certain point. I don't again, I don't mean that insulting, but that's sure. why they're going to be able to blend so well together because it's it's in that same style. It almost sounds like the same. Key. Some of the songs sound like the same fucking key. You know what I mean? Like, it's just oh, yeah. like that and i'm again like you could listen to rock music it's a power chord power chord power chord you Classic. could match up yeah. <laughs> rock songs right next to each other and they just forever literally the same chords so i'm not i'm not talking shit so i'm just excited that this is gonna be a continuation and also a way to bring back some of those songs that were uh left out of the live performances previously which i think is going to be their way to do it they're not going to be bringing back rattlesnake for fucking eight minutes you know what i mean like they're going to be looking to bring back hidden tunes that are going to jam on a little bit and then you know put them away it's it's just adding to the rep a A lot of that feels like that and it's going to make it's it's already done it to me it's going to make us as fans appreciate the first flying microtonal even more in my opinion like uh, uh i've Doom City has never been one of my slaps on that album. After really? listening to this for some reason, dude, Doom City hits so heavy right now for me, man. Like, ooh, I'm already seeing like Cage that intro to KG. And instead of going to automation or anything on this album, go back. I could see them doing that live and just jumping into open water real quick or something, you know, mm-hmm. or like something like that. And, and just the crowd's gonna be like, oh, here we go. Like, I don't know. This all just stuff in my little brain, of course. But yeah, I'm yes, not saying, I'm not that. saying I'm I'm better than you, but do I've always loved Doom City. I think that's a, a sick ass song, man. That is a, uh, <laughs> so uh, obviously not much to say about the first track. Second track, automation. Plenty to say about this. Uh, plenty sure. to not say about it. I'll just say the uh, um, cool part, so you can say all the not cool parts. There's uh, automation. They released video footage and audio footage that's raw for you to just play around with at your house, release your own fun fan-made music videos. Yep. Uh, maybe that was because some of the heat that they got for their music videos, question mark. I don't know. Uh, or maybe so, they oh, wanted yeah, well, to... Oh, yeah, you make one. Tight. You make it, <laughs> assholes. Uh, or maybe they just <laughs> genuinely wanted the pa- fans to participate in it. Either way, such a King Gizzard move to bring the fans into their creation. Uh, to make uh, fans feel a part of the Gizverse as much as they absolutely can. Such a great idea. Such a win so for the Gizverse. Um, two thumbs up, obviously. What do you, uh, you think about the track? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll piggyback on you a little bit there. Of like, uh, Hell yeah. You know, you know I, just, I just spoke about them. You know, We always want them to reinvent the wheel. This is their re- reinvention of the wheel for this album. Dropping the for, files yeah. and letting us do it. That's them always wanting, wanting up themselves. So like, just to contradict myself real quick, like this band, they're just the best, man. We, we sit here and we we have to pick apart the stuff, you know. We have to, and we can't like all the albums equally. And like they're all A pluses, so like this is that's an A plus move in my opinion. I think that's very cool that they did that. People spent a lot of time, a lot of effort. I didn't see a ton of the videos only because I don't want to hear the song a bunch. 
You know what I mean? I I, I should have just put it on mute and watched everybody's video that uploaded one because uh, they're all so different. It's crazy, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, people did a really good job with that. Like Matt Props gives verse, you guys are cool. Um, the whole idea of the automation stuff was uh yeah it's uh i looked at the definition i didn't exactly know what it was immediately it was uh the use mm-hmm. of largely automatic equipment in a system of manufacturing it's like hmm it's like yeah we're definitely moving towards automation and like when you say it's not a feel-good album this th- that's the stuff that depicts it you know it's not like uh oh yeah automation that's so tight even though the video is like this is hilarious these guys are adorable it's like ooh, yeah i don't know they hit on that pretty hard in this and um it's kind of cool. It's a cool jammer. Didn't adore it at first, but it's grown on me more and more as we as we proceed. Yeah, it's the uh, song that I felt like sounded the most like microtonal. I was yes, the whole jam, the the guitar. I was just like, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I would have put it somewhere else in the uh, um, album, but I think there should have been that first lyric song. There should have been maybe something that really separated it from microtonal flying banana but as you said which i didn't include in anything of my thought process was uh flying banana has a volume one on it and i didn't i really never included that in my thought process Hmm. behind this all and if it if this is just volume two that really takes away a lot of the heat if if anything at all that i felt negative about this album because sure it, it was it's intended to be an extension of that album and if that's the case then like i really then mission accomplished you know what i mean then they definitely (laughs) succeeded in what their goal was and that's the second song uh, i mean and you you owned up to what you said and i I just have to own up to what i said then in that case because it 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 does feel like a continuation and um that can't be a critique it has to be a part of uh the process because they're not they're not dumb so they know no, what they were doing and it was definitely deliberate. Um, like you said, it is depressing. And <laughs> look, because for the sake of the podcast, we are reading the lyrics with the song. Not everybody does that. Not everyone cares to. Uh, it doesn't really no, bother them. Some people them. do not want to. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Not everybody gives a shit to know about the lyrics. So like, that's all good. Uh, unfortunately, in order for us to, thoroughly understand the song we have to do that and kind of like reread it go over it read it without the the song and then listen to it with it and it's kind of funny doing that sometimes but that's how i do it and it's uh yeah that's why i was like damn bro already and it's like every <laughs> and then because that's how i started off feeling it's like starting off a game and just like you miss and then it's like boing or like starting off a show and just your first joke flatlines. I'm, I'm Fair, already yeah. in, in that mood I'm, and then I'm looking for it to be in that mood. And that is where I maintain. So you said it was dead serious and it is. It's like this is a heavy fucking album lyrically, dude. Heavy. Mm-hmm. It is uh, it, not. Yeah, they're not pulling punches on this shit by saying, you know, what dragons and lizards from far <laughs> lands, you know, wizards. it's not like that. It's really not, dude. This shit is not mystical and like uplifting. It's fucking real, man. So again, is that it, it's deliberate. So I'm not criticizing it. It just I listened to their live in San Francisco album immediately after this album, and I was brought back to like, okay, I'm fine. I'm, I'm I feel go. I feel better again. I, I listen to Gamma Knife. I'm okay again. So Ooh. Um, right. again, it's just not fair. Cause they have very two 
different. And you can even say that, and I want to get lost in this, but Nonagon has a lot of the same themes as this album does. They just do it in oh, different sure. yeah, yeah. manners. You know what I'm saying? So like this is classic Gizzard. This is nothing like out of their their realm. You know what I mean? For sure. It isn't, but the world is sad. And uh, mm-hmm. dare I say, I'm sad. And the, <laughs> you see the <laughs> outfit, remember? <laughs> So the uh, <laughs> so the album, I think just as it was like, man, I, I needed a little more up. There were songs in there. I think the um, what is one of the songs that you didn't like was one of my favorite songs in the album. And I'm sure it's the same for me. Um, OK, anything else to add to automation or you want to move on to the next track? No, I think we should absolutely move on. Yeah, cool. Uh, minimum brain size. Mine uh, is what I have currently. This is my minimum brain size. This all thing? No. Uh, what I have in here. So Big this head, song, little brain. <laughs> this song made my head hurt when I had to read it and listen to it. I was like, uh-huh, riddle you this, okay. Uh, what, what were your impressions of this track? Uh, Joey. Joey, man. Joey's a mean a mean boy when he, uh, when, when he gets to let loose. Uh He's good, man. The guy's good. This is one of my uh, ear-wise, one of my favorite songs on the album. Easily, it, it just it just hits good. It has like this um, kind of like I, I guess I, I don't know. People use that word bluesy too often. I feel like you know what I mean. But like, yes, it, it just it flows really nice. It doesn't feel mm-hmm. like ah uh, automation. It, it's not a robot singing. It. It's Joey singing. It, you know, like uh, sometimes we like that Hantayu me kind of, and Stu likes that. You know, sounding almost robotic at times. This ain't that. The minimum brain size is very cool. At least for my minimum minimum brain, worked very nice for me. Yeah, um, I like the vibe. The uh, yeah, uh, anyone? Yeah, I or uh, anymore? I I like the we good and you know it was dope. I like the ending. The breakdown was really cool. I thought musically it was sick. It was one of my more favorite musical tracks that um were on the album. Again, the lyrics dead serious. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it musically. It was a fucking great track. Um, Very solid. Um, uh, this is kind of a funny segue, but as it is, like the transition to "Straws in the Wind" is my favorite part about it. So, yeah, we could wait to talk about that. Um, now, let me because I'm not. I'm gonna forget. I thought the transitions were weak. I didn't feel like <gasps> that they were genuinely transitions. They were just like playing a little bit of the other track beforehand, and that takes away from albums, in my opinion, like uh, Mind Fuzz. That is a genuine jam album where, like, dude, those songs go into each other. You know what I mean? And there's other <laughs> albums that they've made like that, but this one, it was like what oh, I'm not gonna say that. But it's some other artists do that in that thing where like they just play a little bit of the track it at the end of the other track and it just sounds like it bleeds together. But I also like that King Gizzard does that because it makes the album feel like it's all flowing together, which is fucking cool. And, and I know so the fun. middle the Middle Eastern vibe that they're trying to create. It's a vibe, so it's not trying to stop, go, stop, go. It's supposed to feel like right, it's a, whole, right. a whole thing. And I, I get that too. So um, again, critique, not critique, but it was something that I was like, ah, okay, we could have, I, I don't feel like we could have, we, we needed to do that, but maybe they wanted to eliminate the intros of the songs. And that was their best way to do that. They had like a little bit of an intro and they wanted to splice it in there. So I always think I have it figured out and then I second guess it. And I know that if I asked them, it would be more of a simplistic 
straightforward answer than I'm assuming and like Fair. jumping yeah. into all these weird uh, things. So uh, let's get to my favorite track of the album because I'm selfish as fuck. Straws in the Wind. Um, definitely is, is my it your favorite f- track on the album. I wonder why. You know what I mean? Wow. I wonder why. Because of because of King Ambi or, or please please elaborate. I, I wonder why. Yeah, definitely because of King Ambi. Um, I I liked it since that was my shining hope for this album. When I saw the music okay. video, wow. I, I was like, okay, I'm gonna like this fucking album for sure. I'm gonna like this album. Unfortunately, wow. it's the only song on the album that sounds like it at all remotely, which is King <laughs> Gizzard style, I guess. With Ambi songs, um, they just sound you know, like completely stylistically different sometimes, but for sure, uh, I, the condescension of it is not my favorite vibe. I'm not always a fan of that style of writing of like, whatever that vibe is of like speaking from a high horse. I don't necessarily like that. I like writers. And I mean, I'm not, this isn't a criticism. I just, I prefer writing in the muck. Like, when people are like, oh, man, you're selfish and you're th-. it's like we're all selfish, man. To call someone selfish is right. really weird. There's degrees of selfishness. We're all selfish. So like we have to be on that same p- that kind of shit. It's like I like the the writers who are drug addicts and shit. They got their own mess of problems of and they're like they admit it through the writing and shit. So I there is a little bit of an ego in this song that I'm not friends with all the way, but. Uh, that ego exists in all of us, and we all have that type of thing where we're on our high horse and we're talking shit just like I'm doing right now to this song. So uh, sure. it is it is kind of a circular uh, thing that I'm complaining about. However, uh, it is definitely hands down lyrically and musically uh, my favorite track on the album, hands down. Wow. Okay, interesting. I, I I didn't know that going in. I didn't know that was one of your um favies. I know. Or, or favie. Got to keep see, some man? secrets, dude. Come on, dog. Se- the secrets. Um. Uh, wow. Okay. So I like I like the tune. Uh, it's not one of my favorites on the track or on the track on the album. Um, it is cool. I like it more now than when just watching the video originally. A lot of it, uh, like I said, I really enjoy the minimum brain size, straws in the wind, uh, little flip, and it was one of the ones like cruising around the windows down man it's real because it's kind of long i think it's like six minutes and change or something it's um, like five five forty one ish is it something like that yeah like it's it's, it's, a, it's a decent you know nice girthy little track like ambi on it i can't get over something man and like i think nobody will feel me on this but if one person does please holler at me okay. ambi's vocals ambi's vocals on this remind me of charlie and always sunny uh when Matt, uh, I can't remember what he does with Matt. But he's like evil, evil snake skin spirit, and he's like, he's, he's like, whoa, 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 man, that's voodoo, that's voodoo. Don't you know, church and voodoo aren't the same thing or whatever. God and voodoo aren't the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. He's like evil snake skin spirit. Get, I, I don't know what it is, but it reminds me of it's so of his voice and that. So huh. I think of Charlie Day for some reason in the song, which is very unusual if you're used to the the loud pitch Charlie Day voice. I don't know what the hell that is, but I do think of it a lot. Uh, so <laughs> that's kind of there. Uh, I don't I uh, unfortunately normally I agree on that kind of shit with you I'm like right I'm normally it was a shot in, the dark, brother. in there I know but like unfortunately <laughs> he's my favorite dude in the band and like I I don't see that I know exactly what scene you're talking about Um, and it's a very <laughs> fucking funny I'm literally watching the video as we're talking and here's the deal man this is the King Gizzard that I want 
all the time. This cheesy music video. This it, like not like taking yourself seriously ass. shit. Yes. I love this, but it's still like mystical. And if you're watching it fucked up, you're like, bro, what? Fuck. And yeah. you're kind of like, oh. what are they trying to say, man? And you get locked. It, it, that's the Giz verse, man. Yes, that's the Giz verse. And I like this. I love the I really like the fucking song. And the more I have to defend it, the more I'm going to be in love with it. So I, I just have that personality. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I, I don't want to get to that level where I'm like making up shit to like about it. But I think it's it the video. It's ex, it's everything that I wanted from King Gizzard. So I, I feel this, that. this can't be the track that I bitch about at all remotely. I really like it. I think it's the video is perfectly trippy, funny. The music is perfect with it. Uh, it gives another level to Ambrose, which I. There's just this like C storyline happening with Ambrose in the background that is just mystical. And I love is, how it man. just gets a little food every once in a while. We get Ooh, a little wait. bit of. Right, right. And I've, I've always said this. Uh, he's the wizard. If if the, if we're putting names down. Um <laughs> Obviously, uh, King Gizzard and Lizard and like those are up for debate, but I think he is the uh, the wizard uh, of the band. He's the wizard he's a, of the band. You have said a this before. little That's little true. little mystical man uh, that we we truly don't fully understand yet. And no, no watching no. him perform as much as we have. It's uh, I got mad respect for that kid. And he's Love fucking him, like 10 yes. years younger than me, dude. He's a fucking kid, <laughs> right. dude doing it it's insane you know yeah that's right guys i'm 50 i'm 52 years old that's right tommy's 52 years old looking good feeling better all right i did see a guy the other day that was my age on a uh a live pd episode and i was like god damn bro like life has taken us down massively different paths holy shit that happens too often too often i I crazy on that yeah Um, so you you don't like it and i love it you don't like it? Good news. I love it. No, I think to your credit, uh, to your point on that, I agree. This represents a very, the holy, holiest part of King Gizzard for us. Like, because I did get Rattlesnake vibes from, just from, from the video. It has that like, and that, like, bam, that sound yes. in the background is very rattlesnakey. Yes. And that's, as you know, that's the Gizzard we fell in love with, brother. Like, that's it. Like, uh, I, I have a friend at work now who he's like, listen, mind man, blown. I, 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 mind blown. He's like, I, I've tried to get into King Gizzard. He likes OCs, like Ty Seagal, like all those like similar artists. So I've tried to get into Gizzard, man. I just, I just can't do it. You know, I'm like, man, if you're going on Spotify, listening to their top five songs, it might not work. They're all over the place. I was like, you have to start, you have to like hit an, an album. album. You have to hit an album, beat it up. I was like, so you like OCs and stuff? I was like, okay, go with Nonagon Cindy. I was like, listen to it full blown. <laughs> I was like, listen to it full blown. So he's like, all right, cool. He goes home. He's like, uh, he listened to it at work. I, I hear it in the background at work all day. And I'm like, okay. He's like, yeah, it's pretty tight. It's pretty tight. He comes into work the next day. He's like, bro, I've heard that album four times in a row, man. He's like, that's an amazing album. He's like, this band is incredibly serious. I was like, okay, they aren't incredibly serious. But go watch the People Vultures video. I was like, do me and you a solid. Go watch. He watch the videos. Oh my no, he god! Said, this band is so dead serious. How do you not I'm go on YouTube after sure. that? How do you not go on YouTube right, after seriously. that, bro? That is his bad. No offense, and if he's listening, I'm not insulting you, bro. But dude, 
after if I heard that album, I'd be like, they got music videos. I'd be hit. I'd be looking at everything on this band. I'd be jumping all over the place, dude, because that album, it literally opens the door to a whole other universe of music. You're not fucking ready for. And if you like the OCs and Tysa Gall and shit like that, bro, this is your it's in your wheelhouse 100 you're ready yes. for that you are ready you your brain's already ready there's some people you know they listen to fucking uh i don't know <laughs> i thought i could think <laughs> of a shitty shitty band drop name it, and nothing, i guess it, say it, dude. I, I didn't want to say nickelback but uh that Classic. pool <laughs> drowning pool or something like that drowning pool is that a band okay like the bodies of the floor that band okay yeah, yeah yeah that if you're used to <laughs> that to as like your rock dude i guarantee you there's a radio station somewhere they're still playing let the bodies hit the floor man on oh, on, on your drive to work the hard rock radio or whatever it's like that's not rock you're not ready for what <laughs> rock is and if that's your mindset but if you're listening to the ocs you know what rock is this this band is one of the last rock and roll bands out there period they're, they're one of the last actual rock Facts. and roll bands so if you listen to nonagon and that shit opens your door open bro that shit bro would, and again you watch you told him to watch people vultures and then what happened he was like what the fuck and the next day, <laughs> he's like bro he's like oh my god because like it, it just shows you like yes he's because he, he kept saying dude this band is dead serious i'm like Yes, like the, yes, I thought he, I thought he meant see, dead serious. Like musically, they were really talented. Not dead serious, yes, like no, that, that is devil worshippers like, and shit. No, that is what he's like. Wow, these are talented dudes. That is what he meant. But like, he needed to see that, bro. These are at, at that time, especially it was seven dudes. Like their mom and pops making like the people vulture. Like it's serious, but it's also like, bro, they're 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 kids having a good time out there. You know, it's not like these forty year old men like math rock. You know, like those math rock legends that are just like, and you know, like they're capable of those things. But it, it, it's also funny games out here. You know, like he needed to see that. Uh, I mean, well, you you should already know that when a band's called King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, but some of them are capable at that. Some of them. I don't think, I think two at most are capable of that. I don't want to get into, that's a whole other podcast, but I'm like, going to say we're not going to, yeah, fair. I'm pretty sure it's just Stu and Joey. Those are the only mathematicians on that block. Every other one of those is even calves is, uh, I'm not talking shit about him. That's a fantastic drummer, and I think he holds back, Oof. and that's the best. That's the way you got to drum. You, you got to hold back. You can't right. fucking go. You know what I'm saying? You can't always go full throttle. I've learned my lesson. However, <laughs> he, that's not the mathematician in that. He can't jump over to all the other instruments and start jamming. I bet right. Stu can jump over to all the other instruments and start jamming. I mean, almost as good as he does on guitar, and that is a different set of skills that's a math. Oh, that's a beast. That, that math rock that you're talking about, where you look at it as an equation and you can just start applying right. it to shit and like scales and stuff. Like, whole other level, man. Whole other. The way we had, and I mean, ah, oh, this. I know drummers that are better than Cavs, and that's fucked up. Cavs is gonna continue to get better. It's like watching a rookie that got into the NBA, and you're like, bro, that that's a rookie year for that motherfucker. God damn, dude, he's just gonna continue to be great and get better. All those guys are getting. I'm not shitting on him. I just know guys that are even older than me that are like, you know, a couple years older than me that are fucking would uh, that are mathematicians at drumming. So there are members of it. And I think that's what makes King Gizzard so dynamic is the leadership of Stu. If you don't have Stu and Joey as the leaders of that band, you don't get King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. I think you need That'd those. That would be a whole other thing. hundred percent. I, I, I think they, the respect they of the band very well. 
You don't, you know what I mean by that though? Like the respect of the band to look to them sure. to be like, okay, you guys are the, you guys are the dudes. We do our thing, but you guys are the dudes. And everybody has writing credits. Cavs has a writing credit on this album. So like, I'm not taking away from anybody, yes. man. I'm just saying that like, Stu is autistic or something, bro. That motherfucker is a whole other level of, and I mean that like Rain Man level of like he there that dude is a savant he understands music on a whole other fucking level dude uh really does and memorizes it and just gets it i mean fuck man i don't understand it all the way and it's one of my favorite parts about the band i and i think joey like you mentioned i think joey's right there with him bro like um we're jumping uh just because i know you like polygon so much minimum brain size to me had, had, had a poly feel to it it had that kind of um I feel like it almost could be tang- it could be tangled up in that world, so to speak, and that's really Joey's vibe. But like, uh, all of them are, but very talented musicians, and I think they are definitely at the at the head of the of the gator, if you will. And Cavs, to his credit, him being there, like it's 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 three of them, dude. When you see like uh like Ratty and stuff, it's the three of them. They're holding it down. They go back to the homies and let them know what's up. But I don't know if you saw uh, Gizzard's um, Instagram story the other day. It was uh, Ambrose, because they're already talking about dropping a new album in a few days or something. Ambrose on saxophone. And it's just Ambrose in, like, a room with Cavs. Cavs drumming, Ambrose playing sax. I'm like, Well, that's what I'm we saying. And Ambrose, is, Ambrose is a wizard. He's an artist, though. So wizard, Ambrose, yes. the, I mean, it's just the, the tenement thing about the artist is they can pick anything up and make something come out of it. You know, they, they, they'll, they'll, no they'll, make, they'll make some magic. If he's a wizard, he can make it happen. The math guy, that's that. When How everything is chaotic in King Gizzard, and yet somehow it all is perfect at the same time. That's the math shit. You can have the artist shit and guys just fucking like. And it just make no fucking sense whatsoever. The math in him and the artist in uh, man, this is a weird conversation to be having. It sounds like <laughs> I'm not debating the good every everything that I'm saying is what makes King Gizzard King Gizzard. All these combos of uniqueness and everybody bro, willing it's, to it's trust. All star team, it's a goddamn all star team out there, bro. It like, doesn't yeah. make sense. It's the Lakers, man. It really doesn't make any sense, dude. It's crazy. Showtime. And we got LeBron on there and we got AD, but we got a whole other mess of guys that you just don't want to fuck with, man. And I, it's super exciting, especially to talk about this next song because I don't like it. <laughs> oh, so, okay, okay, okay. So, oh, you, had to take, you had to take a bit to look at it. There's a little delay there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't like it. Tell me, um, tell me why you don't like it, buddy. What is it? What oh, is it? Oh, we're gonna start with the dislikes. Okay, I just talked a whole bunch, so I absolutely, you, yeah. You, you would take the uh, the reins after that. Um, uh, okay, you know what? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, you know what? I'm gonna take the reins, buddy. Check this out. Hey, you you grab him, pal. You know why? Because uh, I'm not that crazy <laughs> about it either. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna go and grab those reins from you, buddy. Don't worry oh, about okay, that. Okay, no problem. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I think, man. Sometimes you really try to separate the music video from um, from the song. Oh man, you fucking do it! You read my notes. Go uh, ahead. Oh, 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 cheat sheet. Okay, so we're on the same vibe, man. Like, and I, I'm again. I, I put it here. I'm appreciating it more. That's the one note I have on the song. I'm starting to appreciate it more. It's like the video. I get what they did. They filmed it in like um, like a crazy land that shows like what is like an infrared or something that shows like the insides of your body and stuff and it's like it's very like with the times and this and that and it's all good but 
there's I don't know there's a certain vibe in the air. I'm gonna say it. I didn't. It's I got wasn't. A, this got was a, a co- plan to bring it up. COVID vibe to it. One hundred percent. They've done really good with that. This um, the like PHC films and like the the different guys that are filming their music videos right now and that kind of stuff and oh, some of their music videos. I just miss Jason Galay on some of this stuff, man. I, I don't know what I, I don't know. Like I, I miss that that fun whimsical vibe, but they're keeping up with the times, man. I think the the PHC guys and stuff. I think they're doing the right stuff visually and like what King Gizzard wants at the moment. But I just miss some of the old stuff, um, visually speaking. Song wise, it's an okay song. It's cool. I think live it'll be awesome. You know, it's cool, but it doesn't. It's not super tickling my fancy crazy. I kind of wish it wasn't a single and I would have just heard it flow through the album. I think I would have liked it more, honestly. You think it's going to be good live, really? I think I've been wanting to say that about all these songs because we that's something about these reviews we do. It's like, man, I can't paint a picture of what we heard, but I can say that about a lot of these tracks. I cannot. That, 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 That won't be good live, you think? That will be great live. Great, oh, that will be great and live. I, okay. I'm like less impressed with it on the album. That will be, I know, because I can hear the bass kind of in the background. I can hear the like the jam. Mm. There's a bunch of jams like that on there that I'm like, oh my god, dude, live they're gonna take that and go into something else and fuck with that and go into something else. It's gonna be sick, and everyone's gonna be jumping around all crazy. It's like fuck COVID. Ah, I got a vaccine, <laughs> motherfuckers. So it's gonna be a whole other thing. Um. <laughs> this song I don't have that vibe. This is this one of the more uh this is one of the least this song blends into the background like no other King Gizzard song I've ever heard. It just fades into the background to me. It doesn't mm, sound like anything really. It doesn't stick out. Maybe that was the purpose. Maybe I'm not catching the vibe like correct or something, but uh the video was my first time watching it. And yeah. or listening to it both. And I just didn't like it. I was like, damn. And then obviously I think straws Ugh. came out after that. And I, I was like, okay, yes. okay, okay, okay. That's that's when, I got, that's when I got back on track. Cause that Galea style is what we were talking about previously with straws. So mm-hmm. this is a multi-dimensional thing and that's okay. If they're giving us different things, I'll take the good with the bad, you know, or the one sure. that I like and the one that I dislike, it's not good or bad, whatever. Um, but you know what I'm saying? And I am not a fan of the song. I'm not a fan of the, it's like the opposite feeling of how I feel about straws. Literally the opposite okay. is, is all my critiques on this. And I, I don't want to condemn a song like that, but it's just not, sure. I feel like it's, Oh man, they've been, they did this song already. I can't give you a track that it is, but like they did this already a couple times, you know, this type of song, the sound of it, the rhythm of it, the setup of it, the, even the lyric style it's, it's been done by them before. So the microtonal part of it, even the music doesn't really sound, you know, anything revolutionary. So this is kind of the one track on the whole album that I'm like, Ooh, I'm glad there's other songs. You, you you could do without, so to speak. Yeah, and I'm uh, the next song. I th- and, and yeah. So okay, let's finish up here before we get into that. So because that it kind of ble- <laughs> um, bleeds into what I'm gonna say about the uh, the next song. Yeah, jump in. I, I I think we we got to the bottom of it. Honestly, like solid. I again, I will always give them the credit. Like they will blend this into if they 
which I can see them honestly not doing this one live, man. You know, because I've been thinking about that too. Like, which are, which are the most likely tracks to be played live? This one, uh, I I don't know. I don't think they. I just don't think they would be playing it live. They're good at proving me wrong at that, but. A song that we will be hearing live is the next track, Ontology. Uh, uh, one of the one of the better songs on there. Um, the vibe of it is, uh, we're moving, we're already jamming, we're cooking. It literally has that jam that I was talking about. There's a cool little breakdown in it um, towards the end. I think after the the last chorus, that just like fucking, it really takes off. It's great, and I love that. This song really musically sticks out to me the most on the album. Um, and I love that. I love that slow but powerful jam. And, you know, talk about something live that's going to be great. That part is going to be awesome. And they're going to be able to play with that forward and back and like pause and. And I love, I just love that drumming pace. That's one of my favorite tempo paces to just be rocking on because it sounds fast but it's not really fast it's just like right, steady. right, right. it's a steady beat yes. so it's not you're walking you're moving and you're not playing so fast in the guitar you can't understand it you're not singing that fast it's just it's a groove and i love that yes. little Cavs is good it, that one is a good groove um it's it's been done before by him but i like that uh track i like that track I, i'm i'm happy with it the lyrics are they're good they're not amazing uh, but the song I think is very good. I think live is going to be awesome. I uh, couldn't agree. With, I live was my one of my like keynotes I put oh, there. Oh hell yeah! It's going to be so good. Page, it's going to be so good. It reminds me of Muddy Water. That same feel from Muddy Water of like, ah, uh, like, uh, like elves. You know. And I now I'm thinking of like the <laughs> the Christmas thing. But I hear the song and I think like a bunch of like kind of grumpy but still happy elves and they're walking and they're coming and you know they're they're ready to rock <laughs> they're um, walking and they're coming they're walking <laughs> and uh also reminds me of the book the sketches classic the book that uh no the yeah that reminds me of from the book which is probably arguably my favorite song on sketches so like this just I, I, it hits my all song. my fancies. It hits all my fancies of a King Gizzard fan. Does this track? Um, I didn't know what the hell ontology was, and it's the branch of metaphysics dealing with the nature of being. I was yeah. like, oh, that's so King Gizzard. Oh my god, here we go. Like, it's I, this is hands down my favorite song on the album. This is to me. This is when the album really gets gets going to me. This is the the song sounds like walking in a fa- in, in a good pace. This is the pace. This is when the pace starts picking up. I'm really hoping they played this live, 100%. Yeah, and I agree with you. That I listened to that track, and I was like, okay, okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Intrasport. Okay. All right. What's that breathing sound? <laughs> it sounds like Joey wants to get into uh, rap or something like that. Uh and that will like what is it, like a Swedish, Swedish pop, a Swedish. Uh, uh, it's called celestial, celestial disco funk is the uh, uh, description, self-described uh, tune. I like the. I, I like the video. The video is tight. Did you see it? I love the video, man. Okay, the yeah, video that's makes the, me like the song a lot more. That's yes. So like, I don't like the song on its own. I won't be bumping that tune in my my whip. 
But that, okay, that, uh, again, I've said this before, but like that video is what I wanted to see on that fucking, that reel that they released earlier in the year. Um, I, I, I wanted to see this. This is fun times be- behind the stage. You get a little glimpse into kind of how they are. And yes. it definitely sets you up for odd life the next song well i'm not saying we should jump there but like that video sets you up for the song does that make sense right yeah yeah so, I, okay I, I agree oh yeah that, that's good i didn't i didn't put that together uh, t-bone i like that props on that hey, point hey, that's man, actually I pretty got, good our notes uh when they come together they're actually pretty good notes you know what i mean <laughs> alone not that good but together good notes <laughs> whoa impressive <laughs> notes uh yes i this video in a another contradictory of ourselves is like i'm talking about the jason galea stuff and how i like this that's not a jason galea video right there um to no, my knowledge, obviously any, not if, if i'm wrong obviously but not. like the camera you, know I mean? you can so just like, tell by the camera it's like a nice you camera, just tell by the camera that dude. shit is like 5k man and they're just like slow motion shots you know like yeah, straight dude, up chilling. you could tell by the camera i agree with you on that um that's a cool video man i saw somebody on the fan page uh the king is fan page posted uh like like a still of them, you know, because they're like drinking beer and doing this and that. There's like a little thing of poppers there, which is like so funny, you know, like poppers, like, oh my God, these guys are wacky. Like, are they really doing poppers out here? Like nuts. Uh, so uh, yeah, I can appreciate the video a lot. It gave me a lot more um, appreciation for the song at first, like in the car. I have this, like you said, well, you're not, I had this bump and I'm like, okay, I'm kind of picking up the vibe. I'm kind of seeing, I'm, I had a few, uh, you know, a couple beers. I'm like, oh man, I'm poppers. Uh, I'm picking up the vibe. <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple poppers, poppers. And screws and just totally vibing you know uh it's kind of funny yeah uh it's a funny song in my notes here i put imagine if this is the first king gizzard song you ever heard yeah for real like if your buddy stumbled onto that one first right is like, oh um yeah i guess they're cool and like or like this could easily be in their top five on spotify right now let's say you hear that and like sense and like a gamma knife or something you know what i mean like it's like who what the hell is this band man like who are these guys so uh, i think i think that's kind of a funny point of just if this was the first gizzer song you've heard it'd be unusual but then again maybe all these would be so chew on that uh i'm i've been looking up poppers while you've been talking so i hope it was all interesting um i'm, I'm not gonna lie to you i was reading all about this drug i have no idea what the fuck it is apparently it's just super popular in the uh european sector and russian sector uh but yes. it's an inha- it's an inhalant uh, a liquid inhalant that you just like keep around and you just sniff it every once in a you while i guess it. uh yeah does it can, is can, it can, a, can i tell you some more about poppers real quick is it an upper or downer? Have you used it before? You want to admit something? What's going on? You getting arrested on the podcast today? What's happening, bro? Yeah, here we go, guys. Hello, Gizverse podcast listeners. Welcome to Brian's intervention. Um, so, You've been doing okay. too many poppers, bro. I'm addicted to goddamn poppers, man. <laughs> 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 so here, and this is so funny, especially me saying that I've, I have, uh, yes, I've tried them one time. Oh, um, you didn't have to admit here, that. No, 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 please. Yo, there's no rules here, bro. You, you know you know the vibes. I'm here to be honest with you and, and our listeners. Hello. Dude, man, I got poppers right here, bro. You don't got to fucking tell me. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. It bro, like it just, I don't know it what that like is, it. but... Man. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Okay, man. Yeah, like, that's, I ain't that's talking shit, dog. It's right here. I didn't even look that up, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's popping now. Uh, we popping now, daddy. 
Is it very a, silly? <laughs> as you look over your shoulder. Yeah, I'm looking on my own. Is anybody around here? here in the U.S. is very funny because most people use it are the homosexual community. Uh, it loosens up your muscles and makes it a little easier to have anal sex. You know what? You've told me about this before. That's right. I this have? Is, oh my this God. has been a conversation we've had because I was like, pop. I think it was because of uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. They're like, oh, you want to do some poppers? Right. And they're like smelling poppers. Like, what the fuck are poppers? And you're like, actually, yes. yeah, it's popular oh, in the homosexual community. <laughs> it's like the one fact you know about that drug and you just yeah. keep spreading it around. That's so true. So I guess is it an upper yeah, though, so or like a muscle relaxer? Like what is it? You have no idea. I think I asked um, this before to you. Well, well, before I hadn't. I did this like a month ago or whatever. Like uh, you did it a month Joe's ago. Homie loves them. Yeah. Like God, how Joe's much butt sex him. did you have, bro? Um, unfortunately, not a single strand of butt sex, man. So you didn't have like, any butt sex when you pop, man. If you ain't popping the butt a sex, and dog, you wasting that pop. What a right. I, I, you know what? A piece of me felt that way. You know, there's a there's a decent homosexual man out there or woman that likes it in the butt. You know, whatever's whatever. Fair. But d- you took away their pop for that I night. Took bro. away their pop that night. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's that is pretty cold. Uh, it's such <laughs> like um uh, uh you ever did a whip it? You, I'm sure you've done a whip it before, right? Like the, yeah. like the can. It's it's kind of like that. It's it's better. It's more intense, I guess. Yeah, it's like a muscle thing. I've done whippets. I just I do whippets every single time that I'm done with a uh, uh, whipped cream box. I, I put whipped cream on, on my uh, coffee because I'm fancy as fuck. Oh, and yeah. I, uh, at the end of it, I, there's always like a bunch of CO2 because I'm I pour my whipped cream correct most people don't they pour it like sideways or like Willy they don't even that. shake that bitch like i shake that motherfucker up put it all at the bottom and and i make sure i get my my creams out of my whips whipping daddy i get my creams out of my whips and then yeah. again there's a bunch of co2 left over that when i wake up in the morning white guys that's such a white thing to do man you always see those motherfuckers i saw this girl on live pd get busted with like he was like swerving all over the road and the cop was like are you all right he's like i don't smell alcohol or anything because you step outside bro she had a bag like a a grocery bag (laughs) of uco2 canisters that bitch was just huffing that shit and driving love it dude and black out you black out you were stopping oxygen flow to your brain when you do that shit like it's different when it's a whip it thing but those co2 canisters are for fucking airsoft guns like (laughs) like god damn son Poppers became. Yeah, we are just monkeys. We're just monkeys, dude. We're just like, we're so silly. That's absurd. Yeah. So they became popular during gay uh, disco uh, events in the 70s. Uh, <laughs> taking poppers Mama, and Viagra at the same time Ooh. is very dangerous. So you don't want to get a big dig no at the shit. same time as getting. So one has to be the receiver. So you got to make a little deal with what's going on. Fair. You don't want to ingest. Sounds obvious, right? But you got to inhale, snort it. Um, only 3% of the population use. Uh, poppers and they're showing two gay guys as a stat percent. You, the UK almost banned poppers, uh, Canada banned poppers, negative side effects, uh, like any drug. Okay, I don't care about that. Uh, uh, you technically need a prescription, so you can't get a prescription for it. I don't know what the to really to sniff it, you can get a prescription. The fuck, um. Yeah, I'm still not That's 100% absurd. sure what it does for you. I guess it a head rush during sex um or it loosens your rear. So it's a very sexual uh, type of type of drug. It's weird that uh six dudes would be sitting around the table together popping um but hey man, Don't I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to judge. <laughs> 
Hey man, it's just an odd life, bro. Those motherfuckers live an odd life. You know what I mean? That's all that is, bro. That's all that is. Yeah. This is this is this is the first autobiographical song that they've ever made. They've never made a song that was quite speaking to us like this. I feel like Stu is just literally. I know it was written by Ambrose as well, but I feel like Stu is uh, is talking to us about his life, and that never happens. It never happens. Like we get it Not through so much. speculated, mystical means, but we don't get the raw. Hey, man, all this shit is like. It's kind of crazy sometimes. And like, I can't, you, you can't tell if he's happy with it or not happy with it. And that's, I like that vibe. I like that vibe. You could tell it. It's like, it ain't all just fun. It's a lot of repetition. And at a certain point you feel like he's losing himself in it. Um, maybe I'm overanalyzing it, but uh, mm, maybe, maybe not, man. Maybe, maybe not. Very groovy track. Uh, cool sounding. I dug the lyrics more than the music. And that's more of a compliment to the lyrics than an insult to the music. The music's great, but the lyrics are just so interesting. And definitely my second favorite song on it's up there. I don't know if I'm not going to rank them like that, but it's up there because of the lyrics Uh, and getting a little bit more insight behind. I like that. Uh, I love artists that aren't afraid to just kind of like let that bitch out. You know, they I agree. That's already putting themselves out there. It's like, I'm not, it's like, I like Alice Cooper. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong, but he's not my favorite artist. It's a show. He's putting on a show. I kind of, at the end of the day, also want to feel like connected in a certain way that like they say something and I'm like, bro, it's like, I'm not just agreeing with you on this lizard wizard type deal. I'm also agreeing with you on a fundamental basis of like on shit that I feel inside, like insecurities I have and like mental right. stuff that I'm going through. And it really help. It helps to connect with somebody that is succeeding on that level musically um, or just like seemingly like they are living in their own little fucking world and just like doing it, doing it. Doing and that's it. cool. It's cool to um, have a song like this to connect because it makes them feel more human. It's like when you hear Michael Jordan talk and you see him cry, you're like, what, what the fuck? Oh, what? First time you see Michael Jordan too? cry, it, 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 <laughs> It fucks with you. It fucks with you. And it, it has to be over a death or something like that. It can't be over like <laughs> I don't uh, uh Hall of Fame introduction type deal. Like it's startling <laughs> to see someone like that cry. And this is kind of like that. It's like a little it's true. It's a little jarring. Uh I, I feel that I feel that totally. Um th- these those are my favorite. I love these little introspective views of the bands I admire, especially these guys. I love, we love these guys, you know? So whenever we can um, pull the curtain back a little bit, sometimes it can be a little much, but this stuff was just like, feels like talking from the heart. It's good. And like uh, when, when they released the live in San Fran album, uh, some of the notes were saying Stu was like, for a while, it felt like we were just, um, it was work. You know, these shows were work. We showed up, played the, sh- played the show and left. You know, it wasn't like, when you're in the crowd you're having the most fun of your life you know so you you like to think that the band's having the most fun they've ever had also up there you know so like you guys are all connected and like it's the audience and you and the band and they're like and they and then Cavs throws his drumsticks in the crowd and it's like they leave and they have the wildest party of all time it's not always the case man especially when you're touring other countries you've never been to and it's not like you party your ass off for a week in every city it's like no it's like you're at one city cool let's go eat at this place 
let's move on to the next place, the next place, the next place. It is, it is work for them. They make money off it. Hello. You know, so, and now thinking that Stu just had a precious little daughter, shout out Minty. It's like, yeah, they did the Reddit kind of jump in everywhere, but they recently did a Reddit um, AMA, like ask me stuff. And somebody asked Stu, he's like, you know, um, how does it feel being a father? He said, it's the best thing in the whole world. You know, it's like, that's so cool. You know, like these guys that we admire and stuff, seeing them, grow like anytime you could again see them paint the picture a little more to what their life is like it's very cool man as, as admirers of them it's very cool to see yeah um yes and uh you don't necessarily have to be on the road for i've done I, i've done the longest i've been it's like a little over two months it's probably the long it was like un, a little under three um and that shit sucks, man. It's like the loneliest shit that you're going through. And all you can do is connect with people. And even at that point, it's so, it's like so lonely. It's not fun. It, and it's not even just that that gets even if like you had a bad day for something else. Like, right. right, it's, right. it's crazy to like be in your own world and that having like your job is, you know, making other people happy. And that makes you happy and all that stuff, too. But like. There is like that's I like that song a lot, man. I connect with it quite a bit. I've been in bad moods a lot when I'm on the road, and it's like the low because like I'm not at the place where I mean I I wish I had a band that I could roll with fucking eight dudes. That would be <laughs> oh, sick, yeah. man. Like I, <laughs> oh, shit. you know, I was listening to uh, Chappelle talk about how he sets a vibe behind the stage, and I was like so jealous of that. Like he's got like you know ten people back there. They have like that's genius. Shot- that's a great idea. They shut off the house lights like in the in the back, you know, room. And then they they have like a purple light that they go off a, a you know, a little oh, boom yeah. box and they just start vibing, man. Start burning up Mad and just cigarettes. like, yo, we chilling, dude. <laughs> like, let's go, man. And then he goes out whenever the fuck he wants to go out, dude. Like, that, I, 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 I'm good, man. I'm good, man. We out. We out. All right. Creating that environment. And we saw it uh, in that other music video, creating that environment backstage with poppers, I think is the right. You know, you want to you want to create your vibe. You want to create your vibe because shit gets lonely out there, man. And if no matter what, like, you know, it's like he still loves his wife and he still want like no matter how much fun he's having, like at the end of the if you love your wife, you eventually want to get back to her. You could be having as much fun as you want, but like it's not it's not uh, Ed Bundy, you know. Stu isn't Ed Bundy where he's like trying to get away from his wife and responsibilities. It's like he married a supermodel and now he has a supermodel, half, yeah, yeah, half supermodel kid, half musical genius, you know, kid. So like he's not trying to run away from earth. that yeah. responsibility by any means. So it's, it's a different vibe when you actually like your family. It's a different vibe. You know, I'm not and that. Everybody does, you know, people get married for mad different reasons. So, um, but yeah, I, I like that song a lot. It's all. And yeah, uh honey is uh i like that song just okay is what i feel about that uh just okay all right i I think uh, that song's about his wife right i don't think so i i I don't taste like honey who tastes like honey his daughter his daughter uh i I don't know i I don't think it's as like classic gizzard and we we touched on this i think on the last podcast it ain't all butterflies and rainbows and honey. It sounds, it's meant to sound like it, but I don't know. Like, yeah. It, so for example, sleep drifter to me is, is the honey of this. Wait, hold on. Honey is the sleep drifter of this album. 
I can't, Does that I, make sense? I, I get what you're saying, but this is about his wife. Yeah, okay. Dude, it says her name right. I don't even know the problem. Is. It says it right here. <laughs> Bro, he says this is about, oh my God. Didn't you read the lyrics, man? So, okay, so yes. Okay, okay. I don't know. I just. I'm you can convince me. The service. You can convince me no, otherwise, man. I probably man. can. I probably can. It's honey. You taste like honey. I mean, you know, what is it going to be, it, right? Uh, it's not the chorus. No, it's the verses. Uh, you taste like honey, all warm and funny, kinder than candy, effervescent shandy. Days are ever sweeter than than when I wake up near you, near ya. Uh, the world <laughs> yeah. we're in broken, and your magic, and the and yeah, you're the, the magic, magic potion. potion. I can't I can't read. I think we all know this at this point. So <laughs> I don't want to embarrass myself any further. But I think you get the point. Uh, I'm 85% sure this is a love song. I'm more than happy to be wrong. Please comment below or in whatever comment section you want, wherever you're watching this or listening to this at. Let me know what you think too, because I know Brian. We love reading the comments from people. Uh, especially the ones that tell us we're fucking idiots. Those are our favorites. <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of those for sure. Yeah. I, I need to. Oh, sarcasm! Stop you know? being mean to me. <laughs> <laughs> Could be mean to me, man. Uh, so, so you're you're you kind of dig honey. Not 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 super on board there. Um, uh, I mean, I like it. No, I like it. I like it. I'm not. It grows on me a little more every time I hear the song. Um, yeah, no, I mean it's a good it's a good tune. It's straightforward. I mean, like it's a Stu McKenzie classic. Uh, classic. I'm not a uh, I'm not a hater. Um, it, I don't want to hear it live. Uh, I think we got it. I think it could be surprisingly banging live though. It could be surprisingly banging. Like the same really? way to bring it back. The same way Sleep Drifters. I mean, Sleep Drifters are a banger, but it is as great as it is. It is way better live. Like it is crazy how good Sleep Drifter is live. You know what I mean? Do, do you agree with me on that? Yes. Don't don't. The bass is probably it just it's it's slapping. The bass is probably my favorite Ooh. part about Honey. The uh, the bass line is really tasty. Um, yeah, it's a good song. I like it. I like it. It's a good song. I uh, like it. I like it a lot. Uh, yeah, I think it kind of good banger. Uh, what do we? Okay, so everybody started. It was the first single. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, so I, we I, talked about it last time. We, we already on, like, we literally did a whole podcast on it, so I just don't have whole, a whole bunch to say about it. Um, that's fine. Everybody heard it. Every, everybody heard it. Everybody's heard it. Everybody feels the vibe. I was probably more complimentary about it on that podcast. So if you want to know what we had to say, just go back and listen to that podcast. Jump back then, to that one for a little bit, and then come back to this one. Okay. <laughs> you know where to find <laughs> this, Daddy O's. Uh, so, honey, did honey make? The hungry wolf of fate, hungry. Uh, oh, or whatever. Is that, is that what you think? Sorry, it goes right into it lyrically. It's a terrible transition. I'm so sorry. Oh, it was, okay. It was really bad. I don't even no, know. it's okay. Hey, I, <laughs> hey, three times a show I do them, man. Okay, there's nothing wrong with it, bro. <laughs> Sometimes so, you got to shoot, bro. Shoot or shoot, man. Shoot or be shot, bro. You know what I mean? Shoot or be shot, dude. Bingo. <laughs> Big so facts. were you hungry? Were you hungry for the wolf, bro? Um, goddamn phone call here. What the hell's going on? Um. I like it. Uh, a lot of people I've read, this is like people's big time jam. It's been everybody's big time jam on the album. It's a hip, anytime they have something a little heavy, people are like, you see, this is this is it. This is the shit I love. Favorite track on the album. This should have been on Infest the Rat's Nest, which I wrote. Um, a, lot of rat, a lot of rat nest 
uh, people out there. A lot of a lot there of really heavy, heavy metal uh, gizzard fans that just want that juice, daddy. They want that juice. Screaming fuss. Screaming fuss. And uh, I think somebody asked Stu, was it about this song particularly? But he was like, uh, he likes Infest the Rat's Nest. And he's like, there were songs they could add it, but he likes how clean and smooth it is. He's like, he, he didn't want it to be super long. Just boom. Nice, short to the point. I think it's a good album, man. Fest of Wrestling is a great album. Now that we're talking about it, but anyways. Yeah, uh, yeah we like album. that album. Always, of course. Uh, I, a, I like the whole, song. Did a whole review on it. Oh, hello. Uh, we have to. Doi. Do um, I like Hunger Wolf of the Fate. It, it, it didn't outrageously tickle my fancy. It's a, it's a little dark. It is kind of fun, you know. Now, again, this could really be a banger live, and I could just be like, what have I been talking about? This is again, amazing. I'm, I'm hoping for that revelation i'm hoping that happens with me yeah i'm kind of on that same page uh yeah it's uh five minutes long and about two minutes of it is like actual jam time i guess i want to say um that slow like (gasps) it kind of gives it's like this it's kind of like anxiety ridden a little bit. And I'm just, I, I don't know. I was like, and then when it whaps out, it's kind of like, again, I, I, I'm not, I don't want to be insulting here, but like, I've heard this style of track before. I'm not the biggest fan of it, but uh, that jam part makes the song worth it. That fucking about 220, 220. Yeah. Yeah. That shit's erects, dude. And you could see. Can I tell you? Yes. It's just gonna wreck. I I agree with that. I think it's gonna be one of those like you know, Stu when he holds the guitar like it's like like it's a gun. He's just like splattering the audience. I can. And the audience is gonna be bouncing like that, nice and slow. So like. It'll be a really cool song live. I hope they kind of, they always do, but I'm, they'll probably tighten it up a little bit sure. or maybe flow it into something else. Um, but yeah, that's going to be, I mean, it's going to be a really good track live for sure. So, but I, I agree a, with that. There's a bunch of heavy songs that I've wanted them to play and then they just don't play that shit. I don't know what that fuck that is, but they just don't. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm so curious which, which of these songs will be the ones we'll never, ever see live. I think, um, I think Odd Life. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I think Odd Life is going to be one of those. I think it's going to be the, the like melting of this album that they just like they've tried. They just don't play live. It's like no, it's not going to happen. I I'm really getting that vibe. Um, what I will say about Hungry Wolf of Fate is you only you and me will get this. So whatever. But that baseline took me back to 2007. Uh, it's Team Hydro Three OEs. Did you, do you hear that at all? Like I'm listening in the right very now. beginning. I'm listening. Oh yeah, yeah. 100 percent right. You can kind of you can kind hear that there. Bow, I, I laugh. Bow, bow, Real. That's that's bow, good old three OEs. Tommy and I were in a rap band back in the day, guys. There's a song called Three OEs. Team Hydro. Check it out. Where? Absolutely nowhere. But thanks for listening. We appreciate you. That shit was sick, um, man. We we would put those core or verses on a bunch of other shit and just start jamming on that chorus. Random songs. You could put that song right? on. <laughs> that's anything. right. Yeah. That shit was so sick. You could do that song anywhere. 
we could never find a place for it. So we would just pop it on different shit. And it was so fucking fun to play. <laughs> exactly. Live. Wow. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. That was fun. People had no idea uh, what that song was, but we knew it back, forth, left, right. Like every single chorus, <laughs> every single fucking. Man. Three OEs, daddy. O. I miss you, Mojo. <laughs> Love you, buddy. All um, in all, all in all, the album, all in all, Brian. Um, I think some of the songs are going to be really good live. I think some of the songs we're never going to see live. We're never going to uh, hear from them again. I'm glad that they're so motivated that they're putting out so much shit right now. That's that's always good. Um, we'll take it. I, I feel like them not touring puts them in a different mind space. So. Sure. That's gonna a lot affect of doing this right now. Yeah. the type, but also it's, it affects the type of music that we're getting from the artists. You know, it's like, it just, their mood is going to dictate what kind of music they put out. You know, I don't think people or not, maybe they have these songs already cooking and they wanted to release them. We don't really know with uh, King Gizzard all the time. So, um, yes, all in all, I mean, it's a great album, right? Uh, it's worth the buy. If you, I, I would definitely recommend Always, buying for sure. buying the uh, vinyl. Uh, well, some of the some of the live albums getting it for Christmas. Think, so some of the like good for you. Some of the live albums I don't think are necessary for the uh, repertoire to buy off of vinyl. You know what I mean? I, you could probably listen to them once or twice and be okay with them. Um, to complete the catalog you know what i'm saying i know people's like mission and Always goal in life to. is to complete the king giz catalog but that's all i'm here I, for man i don't think all the live albums are included in the king giz catalog like that's maybe i'm wrong about that and the ultra fans will disagree as strong as they can well, with me but know, like the that's insane to be ones, you know yeah. I, I i think the band camp ones are like i mean you can't even buy those on on vinyl i think the day that they decide to release them if they ever do i don't think they will i think that's what 2000 the San Fran 2016 was. It was the live in San the culmination Fran, of those. Live in San Fran, you can buy the vinyl record for thirty. Oh yeah, yeah. That but like the ones that are on Bandcamp, like the um, oh my god, uh, Adelaide and like oh the three different places. Those are just strictly on Bandcamp, and those all were like uh, money donations. You know, what I mean, they donate the money from those, which is very yeah. Cool. In Asheville, um, that album either is sold out or they're not such selling a banger. It. So the there's one. such a banger. It does look like a lot of their, yeah, the live stuff is, you know, the vinyls are no longer available or they weren't available to begin with. So, um, I think we might even have to do a podcast on live albums. And I'm saying that cause I got a lot to say about the live in San Fran, um, that I'm not, I won't whip out. Today. No, we've been, we've been talking for like eight hours. We've been talking for like eight hours. I'm already going to uh, cut it up a taste. Um, not, I'm just going to cut flat spots out. Um, but I almost fell asleep. Yeah, this is crazy. No, I don't think we're boring. I just think we're all over. <laughs> we're, there was a lot to break down because we're not trying to insult the band. It was just, you know, there were certain parts Never. that we had to um, unpack a little bit more than just like, yeah, I didn't like it. Or, yeah, I fucking loved it. It's like, this is very cool little more to unpack with these tunes um especially all things considered in current yeah. days of time in the covid so um let me tell you this surface level because it is like a volume two where do we stand how do you uh if if we're going head to head with flying microtonal banana volume one where are we where do we stand yeah. even really has the color scheme of that blue and yellow um 
I mean, microtonal flying banana is at least 70% of the reason why I got into King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. So I like microtonal songs. I like their microtonal songs. So into that, I don't think we needed another album for it. We didn't need another microtonal, but they like it. And they're the fucking they really artists. Do. So like, if they like it, yeah, man, it's like, I'm not going to, I don't have an opinion towards that, but it is a continuation album. There's some songs that I really liked on the track or on the album rather. And that I'm really looking forward to seeing live. Um, and then there's a couple that I, I didn't like. It's not, there's a bunch of albums that I could name that they done like that, where I'm just like some songs I really liked another song. And then other songs they put out like Gumboot Soup and it's just like, bro, everything's a fucking banger. Everything's a mm. banger on that bitch. Uh, Nonagon, everything's a fucking banger on that bitch. Microtonal, everything's tight as a bundle on that. Fishing for Fishies, everything's good. So like there's a there are albums that are perfect, but like there are albums that are incomplete too that I don't all the way love. I'm not going to all the way listen to. Murder of the Universe is that. There are tracks that I love on that, but a lot of it I'm skipping forward to because it's like I don't want to listen to a robot or a girl talk Big about stuff. Like I just don't want to listen to it all the time, bro. Like I, I've heard it, I've heard it live. <laughs> it's like I just don't. At a certain point, I'm not. That's not why I'm listening to them. So right, every, right. everybody has a different, you know, vibe. That's why they have so much. Of course, oh my god, yeah. to them, but um, and I clearly have my preferences. Chunky Shrapnel's a really good album, obviously. Rats Nest's a really good album. Um, but they're to answer your question, it's a great addition to the King Giz catalog. I'm looking forward to the uh, third. Uh, the third, I think I put two Ooh. fingers up. The third one, um, the, <laughs> the LW, third. the the LW of uh <laughs> of the continuation album. But um, yeah, there we go. I wrapped it up. You know, I thought I was gonna be a lot more negative, and I, I actually am not that negative. I'm just uh, yeah, st- sticking uh, sticking to my pleasant guns. I love it, man. I Thanks, love it. Man. That's good. What about you, man? Uh, your yeah, question back yeah, to you. I, I'm pleasant about it all, honestly. Like it's uh, it's very good. I think if we were to go track for track, I think the first flying microtonal slams it. In my humblest of opinions, take that as you will. Like uh, I don't know, so man. I, I just in terms I, of sequels, gr- first, great sequel. See, but that's the, the thing. I think I think it's a lovely sequel. I just don't think it's good. I mean, I mentioned Sleep Drifter. Uh, nuclear fusion the rattlesnake there i don't know man there's so many meltings probably my favorite track on there it's like there's just so many standouts but i've also heard it a bunch and i really like i said, i really try to hear this album a bunch too to really go hit toe to toe like it here, a lot here's an unfair critique that favorite. i'm gonna i'm gonna throw in there um and i can understand why it's not your favorite but here's an unfair critique that i'm gonna throw in there drop it when microtonal came out, we heard a lot of we so we were watching we were go, they were playing a lot, so we got a chance to go see them a lot. And they were playing a lot of microtonal. Yep. Uh obviously Stu liked it and wanted to play it or whatever. So like, well, now that their catalog is much deeper and they obviously have a fan base that I'm not saying is more interested in their heavier stuff, but 
some fans that they acquired through their heavier sounding songs. Are we going to see this album as much live as we did microtonal? I don't think so at the end of the day. I, I really don't. What do you think? Hmm. Interesting. Little, I, I think uh, we will side. see. I think, for example, at Red Rocks, I think we're going to see there'll probably be an hour of microtonal. Now, in that three hour mega set or whatever marathon set, there will be an hour of microtonal. This to me guarantees it. Like at with your, at, this at your album, average show, not one. At, at Red Rocks excluded and festival shows excluded, like all your, your average hour and a half to two hour show. Are we going to see more than a song from this record? And it's a new one because usually my point yeah. is, is that they when they release a new album, that's the those are the songs that you're going to hear the most. Definitely. They try it. I mean, like, right. why the fuck not? So they're going to have some core shit that they'll bounce around. But like, we're going to see the new shit. So do you think it's going to get that much love or as much love as Microtonal got? Because Microtonal, it's like, bro, they're still playing songs from that. They're still playing songs. A bunch. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think? And uh, your question's extra. Your question's extra fair right now because who knows when the when the next king time we'll see King Gizzard is exactly. So like by then, they, well, I shouldn't say that is who knows how many albums they'll have by then. So and they've put out know, two. They've put out two albums since then. Really, you know what I mean? I mean, kind so, of. Ch yeah. Chunky was like kind of coming out already, but like as the pandemic was happening, the album was kind of you know, it was all coinciding. So like as they shut down, when they would have been playing that album live, it's like are we gonna show up? And it's just gonna be chunky and kg like just all that chunky. all that Whoa. shit you know a chunky kg show chunky kg see I, okay fact i think kevin garnett kevin garnett show i i, I think chunky but is almost fat. to retire some of those songs you know what i mean i i think that's kind of like what chunky was almost i, I don't know i feel like to retire the the chunky stuff? no mm, just whatever they played there man i think the river is about to get retired bro they dropped it how many times I love the river. How many times do we need to hear it on a live recording, bro? Like, done seeing it, love the tune, never want to see it live again. As amazing as it is, maybe when I'm 60, I'll be like, oh my God, I, I need the river. But right now, very good, good on the river for a while. So yeah. to go back, yeah, I, I think they would be playing some of these. But if we don't see King Gizzard live for a year and they drop, let's say, three, two albums in that year, tough to say. It'd be really tough to say at that point. I mean, like, maybe they would only play a couple songs. Um, I have a burning question to ask you. I just came up with. Okay, let's let's, let's not, wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Just just it. to wrap it up. Uh, let's wrap it up with this. I like that. I, I love a burning question. Are you gay? No, I've I've been telling you for years, how, Brian. <laughs> how long you been doing poppers, man? Because I saw the bottle. Okay. <laughs> Heavyweight fight. Okay, they're coming up. Flying microtonal banana. KG. The two people in the fight. The two-headed horse in this fight. Is straws in the wind? And Billabong Valley. I mean, you know the answer to that. That's not even a question. You you really don't have to answer ask that question. I know wh why you're asking it because of you course. know what I, you know what I'm gonna say to like further our point here. But Billabong Valley started a, in my opinion, solidified an Ambrose song per album thing, where it's like like we must <laughs> we all agree that we need an ambrose song per album right guys like everybody needs that so except rapsness for whatever reason I'm not that would have been very cool very cool but not his style and i Don't understand cool. why why it didn't sure. happen i mean fishing for fishies was kind of a half ambrose album and i know it's not Love like it. all, all the writing credits but his style was within it it's like what he wants to play so like right and the other I, i'm drawing this conclusion based on his other bands so like i'm not 
making the shit up. The band that he headlines, like that's the, it sounded like that band made fishing for fishies. So like, anyways, we, that's a whole other, we already talked about that. So obviously Billabong Valley is, man, it's not even fair. Like it, it tells a story, which is my favorite kind of uh, song. Very cool story. Uh, a, nar- a narrative uh, song is always my favorite, especially one that I don't know this story about the person. And then I look it up and I'm like, holy fuck, this is a real guy. <laughs> I really enjoyed that process. Um, and it was really early on into me liking King Gizzard. And that, I mean, it, if you haven't seen that song live, it, the videos aren't going to do it justice. Don't waste. You can look them up if you want. You're just totally wasting your time because it comes out of nowhere. There's a vibe kind of happening. Maybe it was high. Maybe it was low. And it's like, oh, man. It's just like, oh, bro. Here we and it, go. It, he's not, and I'm not criticizing anybody else in the band, but of the members in that particular band, he sounds exactly like he does on the albums. He does not put his voice through oh. like 8 million whatever things and like you got to do it. It is Ambrose. Only better, if anything. He is Just, sound, he, that weird, creepy, ah, like that thing that only exists in his family, him and his dad, that's it. That shit, it, it came out in Billabong and they've, they realized how powerful that tune is. And there's a reason that they'll drop it every once. Every once in a while, you'll see it live. You're like, what the fuck? That shit is a powerful song. And everybody loves it. And for some reason, even though it's slow, like that, people will still rock during that song. That's so fucking tight. Straws that's in the right. Wind is more like a fishing for fishies vibe. Like it's that's why I liked it so much. That had that rhythm to it. Um, and just that not- little twang, the twang. I just I don't give a fuck vibe to it. Like straws in the wind. Like I love that. <laughs> His voice is so good, dude. For me, it is. It's like Bob Dylan if he if Bob Dylan wasn't faking it. Like Ambrose, that's how he sings. He just sings, and that's how he that's how he sounds. He talks like that. But he sounds just like that. And I'm Bob, a sick of Diddy. <laughs> Bob Dylan is putting on. He was putting on an act when he was a kid. He was impersonating. Well, essentially black people, but he was impersonating blues artists that he had seen. And Ambrose, like, dude, that motherfucker talks like that, sounds like that, walks like that, skateboards like that. That's him. And Hell yeah, let's go. Part of the reason why we like that band is because all those motherfuckers are who they are at their core. This is a much more elaborate answer than I think you were looking for, but <laughs> I'll take it. I love uh, it. At the, at the end of the day, Billabong Valley is really that first big tune for him from that in that band and i'm not taking away any other tracks i'm just saying that's that first big one no but it just bitter burger came later um didn't it yeah uh hell no that's not fucking um what are you talking about dream balloon dream balloon the bitter boogie oh comes okay, okay, okay 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 copy 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 i don't <laughs> That's a whole. It's a other, boogie, baby. I know, but that's a whole other. Is that there? yeah? Anyways, um, that's his first big, in my opinion, his first big song. It, oh, it, for the band, especially live, you know? particularly live. Like they, it, it's a whole thing when Stu gives him the banana, and he's like, oh, "Hey, everybody, I'm uh, you know, I'm here." It's like, oh boy, the crowd's stoked. 
yes, it's a beautiful thing. I agree with you 100%. Also gives me the answer that, yes, Volume 1 is the better album. Yeah. <laughs> if you feel yeah. me. Yeah, no, I'm looking. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the albums that it's just not, it's not close. On, I mean, we can't, it's a continuation. So I don't think it's the fair part. The only fair comparison is that there's only like 10 tracks in the album and there's nine tracks on flying microtonal, but. And the last track is like <laughs> wacky on, uh, on microtonal. But the first track is uh, a music. There's an instrumental on uh, KG. So they both have that yeah, same true. type of vibe. Um, so there is a comparison element, but like opening with, I think rattlesnake is where it ends. That's where the discussion ends. Um, there's no rattlesnake on this record. There's there no, no There's no sleep drifter on this record. There's no open water on this record. There's no, I know you said you felt like there were some comparisons. There's definitely no billabong. And the biggest one, I, I'm, I'm hoping there is a nuclear fusion. And I'm going to tell you why. Because Nuclear Fusion was one of those songs that I didn't think live was going to sound good. And then I was like, bro, I am never going to think I know something about these guys before. I, it's just live is the answer. You yes. have to see it live before you Live is the answer. Play. It truly is. I'm hoping there's a track like that. I really do. Nuclear Fusion Live was just like, what the fuck? It's, you feel it in your chest. That shit is different. You really it's do. Different. It hits. It's different. Boom. And it hits. I mean, I didn't really... I didn't curate that list. I just read the album tracks. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that is a great album, dude. Like it is it's, hard to get. It's so so solid, man. Better I than that. I appreciate it now more than ever. It's crazy. Yeah, this album just made me like it even more than I all, somehow already did. Like so, I'm gonna yeah. go down the other way. Automation, minimum brain size, straws in the wind. Some of us with both of us admittedly didn't care for all the way. Uh, ontology. Intrasport, Odd Life, Honey, and The Hunger. I don't know. It's just not a fair comparison. It's just not. It's not. It, it was a different band than either. But also, but you know, 2017, that was such a huge year for them where they're really branching out. But let's put it, dude, they dropped five albums that year, man. So Flying Microtonal could have easily been, nah, you know, it's just one of them they threw together. Like, no, no, no. They've had forever to make this album. They've had forever to make this album, you know, like, so wow, yeah, it's a hundred. Flying Microtonal is the shit. That's, well, that's so good. It's crazy. Flying Microtonal was the first one that they released out of that five album run, so mm -hmm. it was. Yeah, I, it's a it's an interesting discussion, and I feel like it's just gonna become repetitious at a certain point where we're going back to the same sure. conclusions, but also sounding like pompous assholes, and I don't want to get get to that point, but. Um, the obvious answer is that flying microtonal would win that fight would win that fight for sure. If they were, if they were yeah. duking it out song for song, if we had to go through each one, you'd get down like five or six songs and you'd be like, okay, this is not, this ain't going to win. Like this is, we got duped out. We'd get five or six rounds in it. It would, they throw, they'd pull an Oscar De La Hoya and be like, nah, let's not, I'm good. Let's just stay. In <laughs> we're done here. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, well thanks a lot for uh, uh, doing a podcast with me, man. Um, it was a lot of fun, buddy. I, I had a good ass time. It's a lovely day. Um, yeah, this is great. It's been great. I have one more thing to say. I'm so sorry. This is crazy. This is a lot of no, stuff. No, it's okay. It's like eight. 
eight hours in, might as well make it nine, baby. Let's go. Let's make it nine. Not the style, but two microtonal albums, not one cookie song. Not one cookie song. I, I know the vocals will be so weird in this situation, but I'm just saying. I, I just want to throw them in the mix. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah, I mean, it's in the intro. I need more cookie, but... Remember? Remember that, guys? Just saying. It's, it's kind of what you said, though. Who is that core three that you saw in that room? So God, I want to say Cook Dog. I would love to say Cook Dog is in that room. Right, right. But he's and not always. Maybe Cook Dog's writing his own stuff, and he brings it up, and he shows him and stuff like that, you know. But that might not be his biggest motivation. That might not be his biggest uh, skill set, so to say. And he might be wanting to work on his own projects and his own stuff. <laughs> he did so. mention some new pipe. I might be in the mix, and I love that shit. So yeah. And those those guys are smart. They know that stylistically, not everything's gonna fit. So that's why they have their own independent projects, and they're trying to do some other shit. So, I. With them putting this stuff out, we're not seeing a whole bunch written by Cook. I wouldn't be surprised, like you said, if we saw a pipe eye um coming through the grapevine soon. Take my money, Daddy O. I would Cookie Microtonal is what I'm saying. Sounds wacky. Cookie Microtonal sounds wacky. That's all I, I as you know, listen, that's all I gotta say about that. I think it's easier to play with someone that's writing the tune. One hundred. So 100. harder when you don't have the ambition to write in that style. So he no might not have the desire to write in microtonal shit. And he's just like, bro, I don't fucking, I mean, I'll play it. I got y'all on the next round. I'm going to play it, but I don't even like this shit. Dog. <laughs> like he might, you know what I mean? Like we don't know the inner workings or like what he, he just doesn't prefer to write on, on, on a microtonal instrument. He prefer, he could play it. You know, it's different from playing along with somebody than to just like be at home, like yeah, it's like uh, it's different. It's different. So I would I understand what you're saying. However, I don't think it indicates anything more than a, an album on, is going to be a cook dog albums on its way probably a solo project Agreed. if not the next album might have a little more of him on it so cook doesn't strike me as a hungry wolf of fate kind of guy anyway so i agree with you I'm, no i agree with you it, it doesn't strike me as a pass me the ball kind of guy he strikes me as like hey if you see me open you hit me i'll, I'll get, hit I'll, all day i'll do it but lord knows he'll hit all day though give him the rock you'll hit all day you won't uh you won't so, hear me bitching though well thanks a lot for listening guys uh we appreciate it Stay tuned for more episodes. Like, subscribe as always, and it helps us out in the algorithm. So, uh, hey guys, hey guys, don't take it personal. Don't take it personally. This is not about you. I'm gonna go listen to Intro Sports so loud right now. I'm about to do that right now. Don't um, take it yeah, don't take it personal and know that we read the comments. So, if you're being a shithead, it, we read it, see it, and then it's us. Like, there's not a fucking producer that's reading that. <laughs> like, we read it, it's us. So, like, chill the fuck out. Like, oh my god, dude. Like, and I don't delete it, it'll stay there so people will see you're a dick. So, <laughs> we um, love you regardless, though. Yeah, just like if, if you want to participate, participate, you know what I mean? But Stop talking shit about Brian's microphone. It's really not nice. He'll get one when he get can get over one, it. Dude. Just fucking yeah, give me one for Christmas. Get over it. Right? What's the, big deal, the man. He's trying to buy a house right now. He's trying to. He's got priorities. He can't buy a fifteen dollar mic. Stop talking about it in the comments. God damn. Leave me bro. alone. Leave him alone, bro. All right, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Peace out. We'll see those.